previously on Adequately Advanced Magic. As you hyperventilate, the note that you received yesterday falls out of your pocket and slides across the floor. Dear Sirius, like, oh my gosh, I think we should talk. Meet me at the new taco spot that opened at Westbridge at 11am. Sirius decides to not share this information. And as you look outside your taxi, you see that you've arrived at a pretty bougie shopping area. You see that in this area that there's three extremely tall buildings with two open-air skyways linking the three of them. In the distance, you see a giant sign that says Super Souls Mart. Below the skyway and above the street, you see that there is an artificial river. And then her expression changes completely. You can see her face blanch. An invisible force lifts Valerie up and slams her down through the table. Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. We see a greasy, overweight elf wearing an apron. He's busy flipping JYMO-approved hamburgers. It's been a rough day. That stupid Taco shop down the bridge keeps taking all of the business. As he looks up, he sees someone running in front of his stall and back into one of the buildings. And then there's another. And another. As he takes a look outside of his stall and looks down the bridge, he hears screaming and the shape of someone being thrown about the air. He finishes making his burger. (laughs) Dedication to the job. (laughs) Turns off his cooking supplies, and then books it. (laughs) (laughs) He does deserve that business. We cut back to Hukir, Sirius, and Niklaus. Sirius, you're seated at this table across from Valerie, who has just been picked up and smashed into the table. Hukir, you're about 10, 15 feet away-ish, in mouse form, hiding between the stalls. But I saw this go down. Yep. And, Niklaus, you've just put down your glass of mimosa. (laughs) Uh, Empty. (laughs) Empty. Emptied it before putting it down. Whatever this invisible being is, it lifts Valerie up. And let's go ahead and roll initiative. I got a six. Niklaus says a 15. I've got a 7. <laughs> Valerie, slightly bloodied, does not take kindly to having been smashed into a table. What? She pulls out her pistols and attempts to shoot at whatever this invisible thing is. She shoots twice. The first blast of Eldritch Bolt hits the stool across from the table at which you're sitting, Niklaus, and it explodes. The second blast slams into whatever this mysterious invisible being is. Still lifting Valerie up in the air, the being 
continues to slam her into the remnants of the table, dealing, hitting once. As the invisible being slams Valerie into the table debris, she's starting to not look so good. Oh no. And Niklaus, it's your turn. Niklaus uh, stands up from his seat, brushes some dust off of his clothes, looks at the creature, and as he straightens his tie, he begins to whisper a discordant melody that only the creature can hear, and it has to make a wisdom saving throw. I'm casting Dissident Whispers at second level. The being rolls an 18. It saves, so it takes half damage from 4d6. Oh, great rolls. Uh, 11 plus 12. Wow. 23 psychic damage divided by 2. Damn! Of 12 psychic damage? Yeah. You see this invisible being shudder, and the only way you can see is because Valerie is also shuddering. One last thing he does before he he ends his turn is he he picks up the leftover Moses and he starts walking towards Valerie. How far do you want to go? Uh, Not to where Cirrus is, but just like behind her. Just so I don't reveal myself yet, necessarily. Cirrus, you see people running away, and then you see someone familiar to you. Oh. It's Niklaus. I will say that Cirrus is not really registering Niklaus right now, and is focused on Valerie, uh, because something very unexpected happened, and so she says, Valerie! And attempts to wrest Valerie away from whatever it is that's attacking her. <laughs> And so she'll she'll grab Valerie and try to pull her away. All right, do a contested strength check. How strong could a giant invisible creature picking someone entirely off the ground be? <laughs> <laughs> We're about to find out. Versus the power and strength of friendship. Friendship got a 19. That's pretty good. The being also got a 19. Wait, oh. hold, hold on, hold on, wait. 18. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You try to pull Valerie away from whatever this thing is, and it just, it's hard to get a good footing, because you're not exactly sure what you're pulling against, and Valerie breaks free from your grasp. Sad. So Cirrus thinks to herself, I have to protect Valerie, and when she grabs Valerie, her hands start glowing a sort of goldish color, which then extends to sort of Valerie's outline for a second before it fades. So... (laughs) I ward a creature within range against attack until the spell ends. Any creature who targets the warded creature with attack or harmful spell must first make a wisdom saving throw. And then on a failed save, that creature needs to take or needs to target a new uh, creature or lose the attack or spell. It doesn't work for things like fireball or AOE. Mm-hmm. But if she makes an attack, casts a spell or affects an enemy or deals damage to another creature, the spell ends. Okay. I'm like, Valerie, I feel like maybe you shouldn't attack this thing that's attacking you. I've, I'll protect you. Hercure, it's your turn. Okay. Hercure loses his mouse form and casts a spell. A 20-foot square of entangling plants reach out to grasp the invisible creature, Valerie, and Cirrus. I mean, they must make a strength saving throw now or be restrained. If they are restrained, they can then use their action to make strength check. To get unrestrained. Alright. Valerie rolls a four. No. She is restrained. <laughs> by, by the invisible thing and the plants, apparently. Cirrus rolls a 13. Cirrus is also restrained. Invisible being actually doesn't have to make a 
saving throw because it's immune. <laughs> Damn it! That's all I can. That's all I'm going to do with my turn. Okay. Valerie is freaking out, so she's going to keep shooting. Oh! <laughs> Wasting my I mean, action. I can't blame her. <laughs> At the invisible, invisible thing, creature, or just in general? <laughs> her plants. She's just. <laughs> I told her I'd protect her. At the invisible creature, she rolls an eight and a 10, neither of which hit. The shots go wide and start blasting into the stalls. More passerbyers run away. There's more screaming. The invisible bro is going to... The invisible bro. The invisible Wait, bro his is collar's popped! <laughs> the invisible being's going to try and break Valerie out of the restraint from the plants. And he'll just do the strength check for her, really. And does a 12. Not enough. She remains entangled. It's Niklaus's turn. Okay. I did have a question, Joey. On my character sheet, I have that I'm currently poisoned, but I don't remember what that was from, or if I still am. Uh, was that because of the mo- mo- mimosas? The mimosas. Okay, well, it hasn't affected anything yet, so just, uh, I guess, going forward, I'll make sure to take the uh, penalty for it. Let's see, what does Niklaus do? Well, let me ask you this, Joey, for a mechanics question. Niklaus currently has, like, the half-empty pitcher of mimosas. If he attempts to, like, douse the creature in an attempt to, like, make it more plainly visible, would that negate its advantage from being invisible? Or would it not be visible enough, do you think, from mimosa to, for that to count? I think you would need... More than that? A little, just yeah, just, like, a little bit more. Like, if it was flower or something like that. Okay, cool. Just wanted to check before I, I wasted a turn, I guess, trying that. <laughs> so instead, he, he uh, takes one last sip from the pitcher, uh, <laughs> puts it down, <laughs> and Niklaus will... Yeah, he's going to use his bonus action to cast Hex on the creature, giving it disadvantage on strength ability checks. And for his action, he'll use... Let's go with Mind Sliver. So uh, he holds up the um, magic caster. And uses it to focus his psychic energies, or at least pretends to. Uh, the creature will have to make... Shit, I can't do that. Never mind. I have to be able to see it. Alright, so instead he'll do the same thing, but with Ray of Frost. So he holds up the um, magic caster and uh, uses it to pretend to shoot a beam of blue bite light. And now I have to make a spell attack with disadvantage. That'll be... 19 to hit. 19 hits. And he does 2d8 damage. Plus a d6 from Hex. Eight damage. Necrotic and cold, if that matters. And now it's Cirrus' turn. Okay. Does Cirrus now see Niklaus and Hirkir? Yep. <laughs> nope. He remained invisible <laughs> to her. They're actually about ten feet on the other side of Valerie, having miraculously appeared out of nowhere. Cirrus is floored by this revelation. She says, What? But at the same time, she feels a rush of gratitude that her friends are here in her moment of need. Is this what it is to have friends? And she casts Bless on Hirkir, Niklaus, and Valerie. So they can add a d4 to attacks or saving throws that they roll within the next minute, as long as I continue to concentrate. Yay. Uh, I feel blessed. Bless. Such bless. Many blesses. All right, that's it? That's it. Hirkir, it's your turn. Can Hirkir see the approximate location of the invisible dude yeah but they're still invisible right well i'm gonna cast produce flame and throw a tiny fireball at it nice 
I rolled an 11. A 11 does not hit. I'm shocked. Your tiny produced flame lights the taco stand on fire. <laughs> no. No, we spent five no. episodes putting that together. <laughs> uh, Valerie's going to continue her struggle. It's going to keep blasting. Valerie can add a d4 to her attack rolls. Wow. Uh, the first one hits, actually. She rolls a 16. The second one, she rolls a 23. Ooh, pew pew. She blasts, dealing eight damage. The gunshots reverberate as they hit into this mysterious cloud. It's a cloud now. Or this mysterious invisible thing. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> this, this invisible cloud. <laughs> Valerie has gotten sort of the hang of where this creature is, and she manages to quickly fire off in quick succession two shots into the invisible being. The invisible being responds by slamming Valerie into these vines that are restraining her. First attack is a 16. Second one, also 16. Wait, no, 15. But they both hit, dealing 11 damage to Valerie. Oof. Like, in total? Yep. Uh... Oh, wait, no. 17 damage to Valerie. Oof. Okay. I'm going to take a reaction and use my... Channel Divinity. Once the invisible creature slams Valerie into the vine, Sirius says, No! Bad! And points at the creature and a, like a beam of light shoots out of her finger. And so when the creature you know, slams Valerie in, there's like a wave of force that reverberates back onto it. And it takes half of the damage of one of those attacks onto itself as mm -hmm. radiant damage. Yeah. There's no howls of pain or anything. There's only just like a gentle breeze. But Nick Klaus, it's your turn. It's evil Febreze. <laughs> uh, Nick Klaus will follow up with another ray of frost. So he'll shoot another cold beam at the uh, invisible creature's location with disadvantage. Oh, I get a plus four, right? Or a plus one D4. Yes. From bless. Yeah. Uh, nine plus eight, 17 plus four. 21. 21 hits. And he'll do 2d8 plus 1d6. So 11 damage, necrotic and cold. Yeah. Your magic slams into this invisible being and then it just dissipates. The magic or the vis invisible being? The magic. It looks like you're hitting it. And it's Sirius's turn. Sirius says... What's Sirius say? Sirius says, don't hurt Valerie. And... And she pulls out her Magitek shotgun. Ooh. And we'll... Shit just got That real. made it out the window? <laughs> yeah, it was in her mallet space. <laughs> Slung over her back. You never know when you'll need a magic shotgun. And... In this city? True. Guiding bolt shotgun is what it is. So... Okay. It's gonna be a seven. Wait, hold on. Not a seven. It's gonna be a... One more than seven. It's going to be an eight. <laughs> an eight do does not hit. Your guiding bolt flies past Niklaus, flies past Kirkir, and explodes a tent behind them. Ugh, I knew I should have passed the firearms exam. <laughs> Alright, Jeremiah, it's your turn. Not really having anything better to do. He's going to cast Produce Flame again. So, 16. Okay, was that with disadvantage? Yes. Okay. 16 hits. It will take 2d8 fire damage. Maybe. 
I rolled 13. Wow. Much flame. Wow. Kirker, you throw your little flame ball at the invisible being, and it just splats against something and dissipates. A hit. A very palpable hit. Maybe. <laughs> Valerie, having gained a little bit of confidence, is going to try and break out of this re- restraint. They roll a five. She's still stuck. She's always bad at our breaking out of handcuffs drill that we used to do. <laughs> the invisible being is going to continue smashing Valerie. Unsexually. <laughs> they roll a... 22. And an unnatural 20. Oh no. Dealing 23 damage. Ow. The invisible being slams Valerie into the sides of one of these tents. And... Hits her so hard that she's unconscious now. Oh no! All right, Niklaus, it's your turn. Okay, so bring me up to speed on the current situation. Valerie's unconscious and smashed into a, like a stand. Yep. Does it appear like she's still being held by the creature and/or the plants? Yes. Hmm. How far away from me minute. is she? Ten feet. Are the plants still currently in the area? Yes. Hmm. A mechanics question: Does the um and Restraining effect occur whenever someone enters them, or are they difficult terrain? Uh, for the duration, these plants turn the ground and the area into difficult terrain. If you're not there when I cast the spell. Ah, okay. Um, so I can go in there without getting stuck. I just have to move slowly. Yes. Niklaus, seeing the, the desperate situation that Valerie is in, not caring so much about Valerie, but cognizant of her importance to Cirrus. Thank you. he once again begins whispering under his breath and he will cast dissonant whispers at third level and the creature will have to make a wisdom saving throw they roll a 12 they fail (laughs) they take 5d6 damage 11 plus 8 19 plus 3 22 22 psychic damage and must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed allows away from me. Those are some dissonant whispers, man. It is spooked. In a gust of wind, the invisible being moves in a direction... Unbeknownst to us. Unbeknownst to you guys, yeah. It's away from me, at least. Yeah. You can rule out Uh, one direction. And then I'll I'll use my movement to move up to Valerie and kind of standing protectively over her. And I'd say to Cirrus, quick, get her out of here. What is going on? We don't have time for that. Sirius, it's your turn. Valerie and I are, of course, still restrained, correct? Yep. Okay. If only someone was able to drop concentration on Entangle, or does it not concentration? It is concentration. I believe dropping concentration is a free action, but Joey, you might know. And I don't think it has to happen on your turn either. You can end concentration at any time. No action required. Oh, I dropped the spell. Okay. Here, here you drop your Entangle, and the vines wither and then disappear but it's still Cirrus's turn okay no one is any longer restrained i'm unbound free at last all right Cirrus clasps valerie's hand and we'll use her action to use the lay on hands ability and we'll heal 15 hit points for valerie wow wow I'm imagining the scene from pulp fiction with the uh, adrenaline (laughs) yeah the biceps are out of control (laughs) <laughs> and then Cirrus will fireman carry Valerie away from this terrible scene. Slowly burning taco stand. 
<laughs> not tacos, tacos. <laughs> oh man, now we have to spend another arc rebuilding <laughs> Doggo's Tacos. So that's a great idea for the next podcast is uh, Doggo's Tacos and the insurance adjuster. <laughs> <laughs> Small business insurance claims in you, a D&D podcast. Can you really <laughs> prove that it wasn't, you know, negligence that... At- Acts of the gods of the fourth and fifth pantheon are not covered under this. <laughs> oh, was it druidic magic? Oh, that was an uh, extra for your premium. We're going to have to get the local druid circle involved in this. Yeah, now all the claims will have to be filed not on paper because that is not druidic way. <laughs> It'll have to be said, told in the form of folk song. <laughs> so go ahead and roll a grapple check. Grapple. Grapple is athletics. It's a twenty-one. She also <laughs> rolls a she rolls a twenty actually. Ah. Well, wait. Let me let me look at the grapple rules again. <laughs> just strong enough. Is she conscious now? She is conscious now, but just barely. Somehow though, she's still like freaking out. Well, she did just get like slammed into things by an invincible invisible creature. So. But I'm invincible. her friend, and I filled her with my warmth from magic, and she loves me. I don't forget I have that uh, friendship bracelet if you need it. <laughs> she rolls a 22. Actually. Oh, oh, come using, on! Using her dexterity, yep. Sirius is going to succeed on something, damn it. Aren't you blessed? No, she's blessed, actually. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it, would, it, it would not apply to this. It only does attacks and saving throws, but, but still. Valerie, don't be difficult. You're always difficult. She's like, like, oh my gosh, I'm difficult? You're difficult. No, you're difficult. I'm trying to save you. La- la- and- ladies, 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 now is not the time. There's an invisible, like, wind creature trying to kill us. What are you even doing here? What do you mean? Mimosas. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, Sirius, that's your turn, right? Uh, I don't know exactly what happened then. I tried moving with Valerie. Well, you did not succeed in picking up, picking her up. Okay, so I guess I just stay there. I guess there. she can move on her own now. To some extent. No, I, I need to get Valerie out of here, so, you know, I, I will stay with Valerie. Alright, here, here, it's your turn. How badly hurt does uh, Valerie, Valerie look? Pretty bad, still. Pretty bad. Okay, I will touch her, mm. grab her by the wrist, and cast Cure Wounds. Respectfully. <laughs> yeah, and she's she, like, I don't consent to this. She gets eight hit points back, although I guess she can resist the healing spell if she wants, technically. Can you resist <laughs> healing? I don't even know. That's a good question. <laughs> it's Valerie's turn, and she's going to... <laughs> Murder everyone. Tumble roll away from all three of you guys. Okay, harsh, but fair. It's going to tumble roll to behind you, Sirius, and start attempting to make her way towards the exit back into the building. Like 60 feet. Valerie, no! So far. Do I have to cast Entangle again? <laughs> The invisible being does something, but no one knows. Well, it's a mystery. Nicholas <laughs> did take a defensive position over where Valerie was, so he would be keeping an eye out for the invisible creature. Yeah, the invisible being does something. Okay. Nobody knows what it is. I sniff for the scent of Febreze. Evil Febreze. <laughs> Evil Febreze. Porta potty scented. <laughs> Nicholas, it's your turn. So, what did Nicholas see? in terms of what Valerie was doing. She's booking it. Away from where the creature presumably may have gone? 
or towards where I think the creature may have gone. Or perpendicular to where I think the creature may have gone. You'll have to look. Okay. So I just knew she had left. I didn't really see where. Yeah. Without going and like spending time figuring it out. Yeah. In that case, I'm Cirrus is still right next to me, right? Mm-hmm. I turn to Cirrus. Is like, do we just chase after her? Cirrus says, I I think so. I I don't know what happened to this thing, and we can at least see Valerie. Yeah, I don't like the idea of fighting an invisible creature, so I'm going to run the same way she's running. It might come back, too. Y- yes. Jerry. So just keep keep your eyes out. Are there still a bunch of people here or not? <laughs> Most of the people have fled. Okay. About 99%. Other than, there's like maybe like one or two people just hiding. Okay. Any Wolf News reporters? <laughs> Any people with their phones streaming this? <laughs> <laughs> nope. So seeing this and, and getting kind of a tacit agreement from uh, Cirrus, uh, Niklaus glances at Hercure to see if he's on board. Hercure is on board. On board. So at this point, Niklaus books it and uses his action to dash. Same direction that Valerie was going. Mm-hmm. He also gets out the diamond-braided extra-strength rope, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> For what? What could go he, wrong? He begins to fashion it into a lasso <laughs> as he runs. <laughs> Okay, I feel like this is not our first lasso incident. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's his turn. <laughs> what, what are you? What are you doing there? He's sixty feet away now. <laughs> okay. What are you no! doing there? <laughs> All right, Sirius, it's your turn. Sirius yells to the remaining people. Falcons reach police business. Get out of here! And <laughs> runs in the same direction as Niklaus in sixty feet. Somewhere there's a Dago Sako stand saying, oh, okay, Falcons Reach PD lawsuit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're never going to guess what I'm going to do, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Stays there and repairs the taco stand. Yes. I think it's a good idea. Free tacos for life. Free tacos for life. So we've turned this into a chase scene, Joey. So hope you enjoy. <laughs> yeah. The three of you book it after Valerie. It's back to Valerie's turn, and she continues to run. Until she gets clotheslined by an invisible creature. Until she gets clotheslined by an invisible creature. That's what that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you it was going to happen one day. <laughs> <laughs> you you willed it into reality. Okay. You know, yeah, the, they say it's say, uh, speak truth to power, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it yep, didn't work out the way we Collaborative worked. storytelling. This this is how it is now. Until she comes over to our side and helps us. <laughs> Friendship. Friendship. Yay. Valerie gets clotheslined by an invisible being. Damn it, Jeremiah. I mean, it's a great visual. Not gonna lie. Except it's not because it's invisible. Well, the Valerie's not invisible. <laughs> Her getting s- suddenly clotheslined out of nowhere. Hilarious. That's true. You could add some nice sound effects like or <laughs> pow. <laughs> <laughs> And once again, Valerie is picked up into the air by the invisible being. The invisible being has had enough of this. <laughs> Let me tell you, he's had enough of the invisible being. It picks up Valerie and then it flies a hundred feet. Jeez, that's wow. fast, you guys. Off over the bridge <laughs> and higher up into the air. Oh my god. What floor were we on? It was like 60. 60? Wow. Yep. Yeah, we were on the 60th floor. Oh my god. Valerie looks back at you guys as she continues to struggle against this invisible being, and 
the invisible being lets go. <gasps> Valerie falls. All right, well, Sirius can't really do much, so she just holds out her hand and is like, Valerie! And she falls into the floating river about 30 stories below. So Nikos did the thing where he runs right up to the edge of the, the balcony and like looks over the side. Yeah, from here, she plunges into the river and disappears. Hercule looks, looks up at the, uh, well, where the invisible creature was and shakes his fist in anger. The three of you see movement coming from farther down both sides of the bridge. It's a bunch of police officers. <laughs> Hercule looks for the exits. I think it's time to go. <laughs> there is no exit. You're on a bridge. There's only two ways to go. Well, I can turn into a small bird. So, peace out. Take me with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do not have featherfall. Sirius just sort of collapses into a semi-catatonic state. Hercule looks for the uh, mimosas that Nicklaus was drinking earlier. Yeah, you find them. <laughs> he pours himself a big one and drinks it. Yep. Meanwhile, the police officers run up to you and they're just like, This is the police! Get on the ground! About time! The creature's over there! He points up at the sky. They're gonna tussle you onto the floor. As they say, as they say, get on the ground, Nicklaus just like lazily gestures with his hand and casts calm emotions. <laughs> <laughs> so they have to make a Christmas saving throw. Every humanoid in a 20-foot radius. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, about eight to ten officers, about like four to five from each side of the bridge. Suddenly very chill. <laughs> like, run up hey man, to you. It's cool. <laughs> I'll just do one collective roll and they roll a nat 20. No! Yeah, I guess nothing happens. Now they're angrier. Yeah, they've gotten angrier. Oh, God. They toss Hercule on the ground and put you in handcuffs. The cloud says, you're not taking me. He tries to miss you step away. He refuses to go back. You you missed his step. What is it, 60 feet? 30 feet, and he'll also use his movement. He's just booking it down the bridge towards the east. Turn into a bird, Hercule, he says before he misty steps. Yes, they might grab me. <laughs> Do a dexterity saving throw, Nicklaus. Dexterity saving throw. It's gonna be a nine. <laughs> I don't know where a police officer tackles you. No! There's like a big oof as he knocks the wind out of you, and he throws you into handcuffs. Are they magic blocking handcuffs? No. <laughs> Because he's got spell slots. He's going to misty step again. <laughs> he's going to keep running. He's got spell slots. He's going to use them. <laughs> Do another dexterity saving throw. Okay, he uses a, another second level spell slot. Dexterity saving throw, 19. Yeah, you dodge one police officer, and then another one appears in front of you. Go ahead and do another dexterity saving throw. Let's do it. See how far you can make it, actually. Uh, 16. You dodge this one. You head inside. I do a little spin move on that one. <laughs> Several officers come out of the elevator. Do do another dexterity saving throw. Saving, sorry, saving throw. Natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> you dodge these. You run into the elevator just as it closes, and you realize you don't have money. Or you do have money, maybe. Do have money, maybe. I have 88 gold. You're still handcuffed, I think. Yes, I take... Well, my hand should still be free, relatively, just like 
together. So he goes in my pouch yep. and I get the... I also have a mage hand to get the money out of my pocket for <laughs> To pay for the the elevator. How much is the elevator? How much did we say it was? I, Joey, that was a month ago. Did I write it down? <laughs> I, I didn't think, I didn't I think we were going to... How about we just say we you put the requisite number of money yeah, in? Yeah, I put the money in. It's yeah. probably about like 20. The elevator goes ding and starts heading down. Niklaus begins planning. He's like, I hope the rest of them got away. Uh, he does use a third level spell to cast Sending. Sends a message to probably Hercure, because Cirrus is probably distraught and not paying attention. <laughs> yes. So he sends a message to Hercure saying, I'm in the elevator trying to get down. I don't know if you could get free, but if you do, I'm going to be at the plaza. And you can respond if you want. Copy that. We cut back to Cirrus and Hercure real fast, and the... A police officer unnecessarily tackles you, Cirrus. Cirrus is like on her knees, like almost near catatonic. <laughs> yeah. As the police officer smashes your face into the ground. Classic police behavior. You just stare off. Do they yell, stop resisting? I begin to hit her with a tongue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Standard give procedure. give you a couple of good whacks. Yeah. Here, here you also sustain a couple of whacks. They pick you up and herd you towards one of the elevators. Meanwhile, Niklaus, as your elevator opens, you're greeted by the sight of at least 12 police officers. Niklaus casts calm emotions at second level. <laughs> Charisma they rolled saving like throw. a collective eight. They failed the charisma saving throw. They are indifferent about me. <laughs> and some, I'm just like, carry on, carry on. And as I walk past them, <laughs> they're upstairs and need your help. Okay. <laughs> One of the police officers shrugs and is like, hey, we need to, I think we need to arrest you. But, you know, I guess if you don't want to be arrested, they told be me okay they, they, told, they told me it was okay. It was a misunderstanding. I'm just going to turn myself in later because I have a thing, you know. But they really do need your help upstairs. They said, that, oh, they desperately need the reinforcements. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> I'd have to concentrate for a minute while or they uh, realize what happened. So I'm power walking, power walking. <laughs> I take my jacket my, and I have it around my uh, my hands to hide the cuffs. Yeah. Nick Klaus, you walk through the supermarket part on the first floor. Mm -hmm. And as you arrive outside, there's even more police officers. Oh, no. That casual. As you walk out, they all suddenly look at you. It's like the Matrix. <laughs> I really would love to see Nick Klaus get away from this. Okay, so... I've used all of my third and second level spell slots, but I do have sorcery points, so I'm trying to see which of these might be the best. Yep. You walk out with your hands behind your back, because that's usually how they handcuff people. Yeah. I just take a regal bearing. <laughs> like, you know, you're walking with your hands behind you, just kind of strolling. A couple of police officers walk up to you, and they're like, Sir, are you okay? <laughs> Fine, officer. I appreciate your quick response. There's some type of kerfuffle on the 60th floor. Can you believe it? It's terrible, terrible. They see that they can't see your hands. <laughs> and go ahead and roll a deception check with disadvantage. Deception, disadvantage. So this is a ability check. So I'm going to use the magical guidance feature to tap into my inner wellspring of magic to try to conjure success from failure. 
when you make an ability check that fails, because I rolled on that one, uh, <laughs> you could spend one sorcery point to re-roll the d20, and I must use a new roll, potentially turning the failure into a success. So I'm spending a sorcery point. Boop. And the new roll, it doesn't say that it's also at disadvantage, but I'll leave that up to your ruling there, Joey. Go ahead and re-roll just the one. Okay. So that's deception. Seven plus eight is 15. Okay, and what was your first roll? So the first one was a 10 and a 1. So that would have been either 18 or 15. Okay, I will roll for the police officers. Their insight? Yep. They roll a 13. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> oh, cart. Yep. The police officer runs up to you and they, like, they grab you by the shoulder and escort you out. <laughs> yes, it was quite exhilarating. <laughs> all the all the commotion up there. I, it reminded me of my youth and the adventures I would get into. You boys are doing a stand-up job. Meanwhile, another dozen police officers show up upstairs, and the entire group accompanies the two of you downstairs. Quite a force they amassed for <laughs> disturbance <laughs> at taco stand. <laughs> and they shove you into a police van and take you to a police station. Ugh, another police station. Hope you remember your cover identities. Cirrus, what are you thinking about? Cirrus can't believe that Valerie is gone. Her her best friend that she's had for <laughs> so many years now. Someone's got to pay. As tears stream down her face, all she's thinking about is revenge. Revenge. This is Joey, your definitely adequate dungeon master. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Adequately Advanced Magic. We're back to the main campaign this month. I originally wanted to finish out our goblin arc, but Willie literally bought a one-way ticket to Greece and won't be back for a while. We'll eventually squeeze that out, though. But join us next week as Hickard, Nick Klaus, and Cirrus go back to the police station. <laughs> <laughs>